Good morning and welcome to Vermont Viewpoint here in historic Waterbury, Vermont. I'm Brad Furlan, your host, and glad to be here and glad to be starting Monday with you. Uh, we can't do radio without listeners, so we're grateful for you. Uh, a rainy weekend. There was a song, John Fogarty, Have You Ever Seen the Rain? And uh, he probably wouldn't have written the song if he had lived in Vermont uh, this summer and into the fall. Uh, I think Creedence Clearwater Revival may have uh, used it as well. Uh, we have a great show today. We're going to be starting off with Chris Kerrigan. He's the vice president of business development for the Vermont Chamber. A lot of important work representing businesses and communicating with the legislature. Nick Longo is going to be joining me at 9.30. He's the director of the Patrick Leahy Burlington International Airport. They just uh, unveiled a new logo with Patrick Senator Leahy and uh, attendance and his wife Marcel, and it was quite an event with uh, Batman, and Nick will tell us more about that. Uh, at 10 o'clock, John Turner's joining me uh, after a tough transition from the military to civilian life. Uh, John uh, has been working with helping veterans and uh, a number of events that come up where veterans get to uh, to tell their story, very cathartic. And I look forward to talking with John, hearing about that, the Vets Town Hall. Uh, but we'll jump right into my first guest uh, topics, uh, Chris Kerrigan. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brad. Glad to be with you today. Yeah, well, the chamber is a big part of the vitality of Vermont. We're glad you're you're there and helping us out. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your job in, in the chamber, just uh, background so our listeners get a sense of, of, of that? Sure. Just uh, on a personal note, um, I grew up in Essex, Vermont. Uh, then I attended the University of Vermont and then uh, worked in Boston, uh, Massachusetts for 14 years and then uh, returned home to Vermont in 2006 uh, for family and, of course, to make a difference where um, we definitely can in this state. Um, I'm now uh, the vice president with the Vermont Chamber, and in my role, um, I serve as the lobbyist on manufacturing issues such as tax policy, international, and transportation. I also manage our manufacturing division, our supply chain program, and our annual manufacturing uh, supply chain summit, which is coming up this week. Then I also uh, handle our international work with uh, Quebec and Canada. Quite quite a lot. Now, you were in Boston, uh, the, the big city there, and uh, but came back to Vermont. Was, was that a hard decision or an easy decision? It was an easy decision, and I think a lot of people um, in my position, you know, they, they leave Vermont, they get the experience that they need, and they want to come back home. And, you know, I was at the unveiling of the new name for the Patrick Leahy Burlington International Airport, and uh, Senator Leahy um, said it best, and, you know, it's good to come back home. Yeah, that was an amazing event, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit later with uh, Nick Longo, and he was uh, probably as enthusiastic as, as any person I've ever seen in in, in the announcement. Nick has a lot of passion, and uh, <laughs> I love his work. And uh, we work together very closely on aerospace and aviation. Yeah, which is um, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, we jumping forward. The aviation is a big part of the Vermont fabric, but I think it's 
maybe not as well known as, as other things. Is that right? Yeah, it is. Actually, um, you know, man, uh, October um, is actually Manufacturing Month, and um, aerospace manufacturing is part of that. Uh, but uh, for your listeners, I'll just give a quick overview of, of manufacturing because it really does matter to Vermont. Um, Vermont's manufacturing industry, first and foremost, is home to about 2,100 manufacturers. Um, 71% of these uh, companies are in rural counties, and most are um, characterized as small and medium-sized enterprises with fewer um, than 500 employees. Um, the industry generates close to $3 billion in economic output, uh, representing about 10% of the state's gross domestic product, and it employs um, about 28,000 Vermonters. Um, people may ask, well, why does manuf manufacturing matter to Vermont? Well, we've got really two important um, multiplier impacts that really demonstrate this. The first one is the economic multiplier impact. Every $1 in manufactured goods generates an estimated $2.79 worth of additional economic activity. And um, each manufacturing job supports an additional five jobs elsewhere. That's the employment multiplier. So manufacturing is really an important economic driver of the of Vermont's economy. Now, uh, Vermont's aerospace industry is actually a combined $2 billion aerospace manufacturing and civil aviation industry. And aerospace manufacturing really accounts for about $1 billion of Vermont's $3 billion manufacturing economy. Civil aviation, according to the Federal Aviation Administration, generates about uh, $1 billion in economic output, close to $300 million in earnings, and supports about 9,500 direct jobs. And you mentioned uh, that a lot, a lot of the manufacturing is in rural Vermont, which is exceptional because they're, they're probably sort of tucked away a little bit, but, but providing jobs so that people can come and buy homes and be part of the, the Vermont fabric, but not in, you know, not necessarily in Chittenden County, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have, you know, Beta Technologies is in South Burlington, and Beta is doing incredible work. Um, they are really, you know, for the first time in New England, building an aircraft from the ground up, the Alia 250 electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. I mean, before Beta, um, aircraft traditionally were built from the ground up in three locations in the world, Toulouse, France, Seattle, um, Washington, and Montreal, Quebec. And so what Beta is doing is trailblazing, and that's you know going to really uh, be a paradigm shift for how um, goods and people travel regionally. But getting back uh, to you know rural Vermont, we've got GE Aerospace in Rutland. They're a Boeing supplier. Um, they are making the blades and vanes that go in the GE NX engine that powers the Dreamliner Boeing 787. Um, and then we've got Collins Aerospace, which is now an RTX business in Virgins, Vermont. We've got Command Composites, which is part of uh, Command Aerospace down in Bennington. We've got uh, GS Precision also in Brattleboro. Uh, we've got suppliers throughout the whole state, and they're all making a difference in supporting this industry. And we saw an opportunity actually to link uh, Vermont's um, aerospace and aviation industry with Quebec. And so starting in 2013, we actually um, established the Vermont-Quebec Aerospace Trade Quarter, uh, which we have since extended to Connecticut and expanded to Ontario. 
amazing. Uh, and, and why not? I mean, there are neighbors to the north. Uh, we're talking with Chris Kerrigan. He is, uh, vice president of business development for the Vermont Chamber. Uh, Chris, curious about, you've, you've been at this, uh, role for a number of years. Are you seeing a change in, uh, manufacturing trends? What, People who are attracted to Vermont for manufacturing. I know Beta obviously is a is a big switch, but is there something that's is attractive that people are finding in Vermont, and and it's something that you're a little surprised about, or or any of that? Well, I think following the pandemic, um, obviously changes in you know remote working, etc., and reevaluation of um, work and life balance, we're seeing people definitely move to Vermont. Um, and on the manufacturing end, uh, this is something that I wanted to to touch upon. We've been working really hard on the advocacy, the legislative advocacy, and, um, and have been successful in actually getting several legislative wins for um, manufacturing, which is helpful in recruiting manufacturers to the state. And if you'd like, I could uh, review a couple of those. I'd love to hear that, yes. Yeah. Last year, uh, after working two and a half years, we were able to get over the finish line, the expansion of the manufacturing tax exemption. This is a really important win, uh, which actually went into effect on July 1st, uh, 2022. And what it does is it essentially uh, modernizes Vermont's tax law, and it reduces the number of tax audits. It's saving our manufacturers money, which they can reinvest in workforce recruitment, retention, new equipment and machinery, uh, new technology for cybersecurity compliance, whatever they decide best. And importantly, it's making us competitive with the 33 other states that have similar tax exemptions in place. Tax policy is so important. It's like in the top 10 reasons why manufacturers either move to a state or leave the state. Um, additionally, last year, we were able to get a uh, military retiree pension tax exemption for workforce recruitment and retention. Um, a lot of the military retirees, for example, um, retire between the ages of 38 and 42. They still have a second career ahead of them. And given the fact that we have a severe workforce labor shortage, this is an incredible uh, pool to um, talent pool to recruit from. And then on the airspace side, uh, back in 2018, we were able to make permanent uh, the 6% aviation sales tax exemption. This is on the maintenance, repair, and overhaul of parts, equipment, and machinery uh, for the um, aftermarket um, businesses. And now we've got um, uh, out-of-country um, original equipment manufacturers such as Pratt Whitney Canada actually engaging our Vermont aerospace manufacturers in the maintenance realm in order to take advantage of that tax exemption and uh, and uh, compete globally. Um, also, we were successful in repealing the 10% U.S. tariff on Canadian aluminum back in 2020. If this had gone into effect, uh, it would have negatively impacted over 50% of our manufacturers in automotive, aerospace, medical, and even beverages. Um, 
And then additionally, uh, last year, we uh, wrote the application for and helped to secure the $10 million U.S. Senator Patrick Leahy earmark uh, for the Burlington Technical Center. Um, and this new school, which is going to be sited in and around the Patrick Leahy Burlington International Airport, is uh, going to train the next generation of maintenance technicians. And it's going to be an incredible opportunity for uh, recruiting out-of-state uh, students, train them here, and then source them to our companies such as Beta, GE, and Collins, just to name a few. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. If you're a 17-year-old in high school in Vermont, uh, are there good training opportunities? And, and does the chamber get involved in advocating? It sounds like you do. Oh, we definitely support, for example, like, you know, funding for the Vermont training program that actually can really help our, our manufacturers and cover up to, for example, 50% of their train costs related to quality assurance training. Um, but there are a lot of, um, you know, apprenticeship programs that we support. We also worked very closely with Vermont Technical College on their advanced manufacturing lab a couple of years ago and really connecting manufacturers with you know, uh, future workforce. It's so important because, you know, they're going to have to transition uh, to the next generation and, and pass down not only intellectual property, but the business itself. So you mentioned um, you, you really part of the chamber's uh, mission is to make Vermont business friendly and you represent businesses all across the state. Uh, they pay dues to the chamber but they they work their day to day job in a rigorous way, and you get to be the liaison for them, the voice down in Montpelier. And it sounds like everything you're doing is just amazing, Chris. Uh, it's not easy, I think. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, economic development does take years. Um, but everything that we do at the Vermont Chamber is to advance Vermont's economy. And for manufacturing, again, we do that in really three ways. It's the legislative advocacy. We've got a four-person lobbying team. And as I mentioned, I cover the manufacturing issues. And then on the supply chain side, we've spent the last 15 years really working to transform Vermont into a supply chain hub. And um, that is really best highlighted at our upcoming annual Manufacturing Supply Chain Summit. And that's where we bring together large out-of-state buyers like um, Bell Flight and Boeing and General Dynamics and even the U.S. Army with our pre-qualified suppliers throughout Vermont, New England, and Lower Quebec um, together for contacts, new business opportunities, and contracts. Uh, and that is happening this week. Is that right? That's correct. It's a two-day virtual uh, summit and matchmaker on Wednesday and Thursday, and we've got, um, you know, uh, approximately 100 suppliers from both the U.S. and Canada. We've also got uh, 24 large buyers participating from U.S. and Canada, and right now they're scheduling meetings, uh, pre-scheduled B2B meetings, and then we're also going to have some rich content uh, throughout the day covering a lot of topics from semiconductor manufacturing to how do you do business with the U.S. Coast Guard and uh, financial onshoring for the manufacturing sector, just to name a few of the topics. And is that something that um, someone who has an interest can can tie into still? Or 
Um, well, registration for suppliers is closed. Okay. Um, yep. But uh, definitely for next year, if, if manufacturers are interested, they can visit uh, themanufacturingsummit.com and they can get all the information. And of course, if anyone is interested in supporting our work to advance the Vermont economy, then they can visit um, our website, vtchamber.com. And we'd love for them to join the Vermont Chamber and help support our work and really advance Vermont uh, together. So in manufacturing in Vermont, is there anything that comes to mind, Chris, that's unique or unusual that we do here in Vermont that isn't done other places? Well, I think, you know, we've got a strong tradition in precision machining that goes back before the Civil War. And that all originated in uh, the Springfield area and the Windsor, Windsor County. And so we've got a rich tradition of Swiss-style precision machining. And then, of course, the work that Beta is doing is, is really revolutionary. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're ranked about number two in the EV toll space right now. And they've got contracts with Amazon and um, United Therapeutics and Blade, and they're going to be manufacturing hundreds of the Alia 250 next year. Um, and that is just so exciting because, again, it's revolutionizing how people are going to travel and how goods are delivered regionally with a focus on green aviation. You must be doing a great job, Chris, because Beta, you know, isn't, it hasn't been in the, uh, the, the, works for that long a time, yet they now have a manufacturing building built. So uh, that yeah. that's pretty they refreshing. Have, have, oh, yes. I mean, they're committed to Vermont, which is great. They just uh, broke ground on the new manufacturing facility. They've got their research and development headquarters, too, in South Burlington. And they've created a triangle. They've also got an R&D facility in Montreal in order to tap that $18 billion Quebec aerospace cluster. And they also have a branch and a facility over in New York, and they're rolling out their network charging infrastructure across the eastern seaboard, and it's just really incredible to, to see unroll, uh, being unrolled. And uh, you spoke about Quebec and uh, partnering with Quebec. The whole highway system that has been vastly improved, you're not getting picked up for speeding in the little Quebec town when you drive through now, you can get onto a highway. Was was that really related to uh, economic development and manufacturing? Well, I, yeah, I think, you know, I, I, the when they finish the interchange, you're going to be able to go directly to Montreal, which is going to be great. And then, of course, uh, you know, they're doing a lot of work to revitalize the, the border crossings. And um, anything that we can do to strengthen ties with Quebec, Quebec and Canada are really our largest trading partners. And uh, this year we've got, believe it or not, 32 Canadian companies participating in our manufacturing summit. So a lot of them are interested in engaging with our um, not only our U.S. Um, OEMs and prime contractors, but also our suppliers. And some of them are actually what we call foreign direct investment opportunities, those Canadian companies seeking a footprint in Vermont in the U.S. in order to tap the North American market. And we've got some successful FDI stories here in Vermont, and we work very closely with the Vermont Agency of Commerce and Community Development, and they're tasked with, with recruiting those FDIs. And we were instrumental here at the Chamber in uh, lobbying and testifying in support uh, for funding for a brand-new 
uh, Montreal office for Vermont. And so we've got uh, feet on the ground up in Montreal to help Vermont companies tap uh, the Quebec market and also to help um, Quebec companies um, establish a footprint in Vermont. Thank goodness we're over COVID and uh, all of that so people can go back and forth freely now, which is great. Uh, talking with Chris Kerrigan, we only have about a minute left, Chris. Uh, people want to learn more about the chamber. Uh, you, you go to your website. Is that the best thing? Yeah, they can either, uh, they can go to vtchamber.com. Um, and then uh, if they're interested in the Manufacturing Summit, the, uh, they can go to the manufacturingsummit.com. Well, really appreciate everything you do uh, for a strong Vermont economy. I know under the leadership of Betsy Bishop, you've got quite an organization, and we appreciate uh, you being with us today. My pleasure. And we'll have you back. This is Brad Furlan. It's Vermont Viewpoint, WDEV in historic Waterbury, Vermont. Be back with Nick Longo right after this. Good morning and welcome back. This is Brad Furlan, your Monday host for Vermont Viewpoint here at WDEV in Waterbury. Uh, just had a nice conversation with Chris Kerrigan and all the great things that the Vermont Chamber does. And uh, Chris talked about aviation and we now have the director of the largest airport in the state of Vermont and one of the one of the uh, sort of rena- not renowned but uh, Nick Longo, this is your airport is really getting some recognition as being one of the best in New England now. Oh, it, that's isn't that just an amazing statement to say right there? I'm, I'm always so happy to join you, Brad, but that's uh, exactly how I feel about the Patrick Lady Burlington International Airport. Yeah, and can you say that one more time? This is uh, for <laughs> listeners uh, a, a new. Not quite new name, but pretty new name and uh, some recognition recently, but with a new logo. That's that's exactly right. Uh, last Thursday, just last week, we were able to um, take the, the mayoral's directive and the city council's directive on officially changing our name to the Patrick Leahy Burlington International Airport. And, and just last week, we celebrated with... So many, so many folks to uh, to join us and unveil our brand new logo. We haven't had a, a special guest uh, uh, unveil that, which was up on our rooftop. It was really, really exciting. Well, I had the uh, pleasure of uh, being at the event, and it was an amazing attendance by uh, community leaders and Senator Leahy and his wife Marcel uh, sitting uh, front and center. Uh, the governor and representatives from uh, our congressional delegation and, of course, uh, Mayor of Burlington. It was an amazing event. And uh, tell us a little bit about who was up on the roof for the unveiling. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll tell a little bit of a story about who that, that real person was because that real person truly represents how that day was planned and how and who uh, you really went into uh, making that day as special as it was. And, and that's, of course, our employees who, who really just hit it out of the ballpark to make sure that that celebration was 
exciting uh, and happy. And then, of course, uh, one of our employees, of, of course, uh, we're happy to say that Batman was able to join us on that roof and, and uh, use the one that uh, lowered the uncovering of, of the new logo from the rooftop. I, I think it was a, a huge hit to see him up there. It definitely was a huge hit. And this is an employee who uh, maybe he flies in airplanes, but he's not particularly afraid of heights because he was <laughs> way up there. He was way up there. I will say all of them, everybody up there, including Batman, had their harnesses on and their their special bat belts on to make sure they were uh, secured. <laughs> As we would hope, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. There were no villains up there to uh, try to uh, push them off, which was good as well. That's uh, right. So the, a beautiful new logo, and, and what was the uh, work that went into that? Yeah, it was months and months of hard work and studies, and we sampled uh, logos and, and the feeling and sentiment of our airport across the country. We actually sent surveys randomly to some of uh, just just random folks that we were able to connect with that do fly. Maybe not even out of you know Leahy BTV, but just that that fly and and see a lot of airports and we collected so much data and information and then of course sampled this with our employees and our staff and our team uh to to see really who we are and what we uh have worked so hard uh to accomplish here um of course senator patrick Leahy was was a huge part of that entire um, the, the entire decades, his decades worth of work to get us uh, to where we are today. But that's that's really where that inspiration came from with our logo. And uh, Brad, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to read a little portion of uh, what I said at the event. Of course. Yeah, and this is just a a sample of what that um, inspiration was, and it goes. Visually, our new logo depicts Vermont's unique landscape paired with an ascending gesture towards the skies above. An artistic interpretation of the Champlain Valley, its lakes, rivers, mountains, fields, and skyline, all culminating with an aircraft ascending towards the adventure and accomplishments ahead. The bold colors of the logo incorporate the blue, green, and white shown on our beloved city of Burlington flag. And that's that's really where this inspiration came from, is trying to incorporate in an artistic way who we are. And listeners, uh, the unveiling was, as Nick described, Batman was at the top of the building. There was uh, a large tarp over this mural of of the new logo and a countdown from five, four, three, two, one. Batman released the ropes. The tarp fell, and this beautiful logo, uh, new new logo for the airport, was unveiled, and, and it was quite exciting event. Uh, so thank you for everything you you did for that. Um, the airport is going through uh, really uh, aggressive expansion to meet uh, travel needs in Vermont. Uh, what are some of the things that that are recent and 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 upcoming for you, Nick? Sure. So as, as many, you know, travelers and hopefully many folks have been able to, to hit the road or hit the skies uh, and, and get back out there. And whether you're on a business travel or, or hopefully a leisure one, 
Um, we just opened up our brand new terminal just, just a year ago, actually, um, which is our consolidated uh, TSA security checkpoint. And that it looks beautiful, it feels wonderful, and it, it really sets the tone of where we're going and what we're what we're about to embark on, which is what we call Project Next. And that is literally our next project where on the north wing of our terminal building, we are in the midst of designing a 40-plus million dollar expansion to accommodate the growth and the pattern and the changes within the aviation industry. In fact, I'm I'm headed off to London in uh, about three weeks now, and the topic that I get to go speak at an international airport conference is about the growth of our airport and the needs of our industry. And we're a prime example of we need to change. The, the aircraft are getting bigger. The space is, is getting bigger. And the accommodation and the experience with our passengers needs needs to follow that pattern. And I think we're, we're truly headed in a, in a path that gets us to where we are, especially when we're talking about Project Next, which we're going to be shoveling in the ground in uh, in summer of 2024 on that project. Very exciting. We're talking with Nick Longo, director of the Patrick Leahy Burlington International Airport. Nick, there's so much going on at the airport. You're, you know, people think it's, you know, commercial airplanes, but there's definitely uh, a lot of uh, private um, pilots and training going on all around you. We mentioned Beta in earlier in the show with Chris Kerrigan and how much that is. And then sort of across the field, you've got the Vermont Air National Guard. What, how do you keep track of all this? And can tell us a little <laughs> bit more about all that? <laughs> yeah, it, it true. The, the way I best describe this airport is it, it truly is a, a town. It's a, it's a small city where, um, you know, we're supporting uh, you know, between five and six thousand jobs here, and a half a billion dollar a year in annual economic impact. And we can't do that without our partnership with uh, both the Lake Champlain Regional Chamber of Commerce as well as the State of Vermont Chamber of Commerce, and our partnership even with your your prior speaker there, uh, Chris Kerrigan. He's a he's a great partner of ours. And you know, every element. It adds to the ecosystem of this airport. Uh, we have a tremendous, in fact, the only uh, what's called a Part 141 flight training school. And there is some serious conversations in our industry about training more professional pilots, as well as uh, airframe and power plant mechanics that work on these aircraft and jet engines and, and propeller engines. That That happens right here, along with... Uh, a massive Pratt and Whitney uh, is is right here on that field. Heritage Aviation, a hundred percent employee owned, that delivers just, you know all sorts of services across the board. Uh, and when I when I say this is an ecosystem, this truly truly is an ecosystem because we all lean and and lean on each other to make sure this industry is strong in Vermont. And that's why I think that. Uh, companies like Beta Technology chose BTV, chose Vermont, and chose here to build their $350 million 
manufacturing plant, which they just opened up a, a few weeks ago. Um, and there, there's great synergy amongst all of us. Um, and and kind of tied all together is the Vermont Air National Guard. Uh, you know, lots of folks, uh, it, it may be new to hear that the Vermont Air National Guard provides vital, vital services to this airport, and we couldn't do it without all of us standing together. And those services, uh, fire, uh, fire and rescue are part of that to not only the airport but to other communities. That's that's right. Um, and the fire department at the Vermont Air National Guard, the sole fire department, that is the only fire department on this airport, not only provides medical uh, assistance and response to our terminal building, to all of these companies that I just mentioned, but also fire prevention and pro- fire uh, training services, o- along with, of course, the response uh, to any emergency situation. Um, and that goes beyond our fence line. You know, we, we th- without them, no commercial aircraft could operate out of Leahy BTV. We are required by federal regulations to have that aircraft rescue and firefighting services. They go above and beyond, and they always have, where they not only provide those services to the aircraft, to our terminal, to passengers, but they go outside that fence, and they do the same thing to 10 mutual aid uh, cities and towns adjacent to this airport, and they respond, sometimes being the first response and support the amazing work that all of these fire departments do across our county. And, uh, you know, that, that's, a, that's a great benefit to our region, our economy, and contributes to that, that uh, over, over half a billion dollars a year in annual economic impact. The Guard is certainly a big number in that, in that group. Mm, sounds awesome. You talk about uh, the, the more uh, private, not private necessarily, but if you want to learn how to fly an airplane, uh, it's pretty robust at Burlington. You've got Vermont Flight Academy as sort of part of the fabric, and I believe that VTC also uh, has flight training. And this is this proving to be sort of an up-and-coming attractor to to Vermont to have more young pilots, or is or has this always been this way? I just didn't know about it. Yeah, no, that's a good question, and. Uh, you're right. The Vermont Flight Academy provides just a, an outstanding um, uh, program for young students, uh, you know, sometimes in high school, but many times in a college program, uh, which is what that Part 141 is all about, to get them behind the, the yoke of an aircraft and, and really feel uh, the, the effects of getting your private pilot's license all the way to your commercial rating. And those those are so critical. And, you know, they've, they've been here at this airport, Vermont Flight Academy has, for, for some time. But I think they are doing an outstanding job increasing their, their, their um, uh, student population, increasing their curriculum, and partnering like with Vermont Technical College, as well as the Burlington Technical Program. Uh, in fact, the, the Burlington Technical uh, school is right now um, embarking in a in a really wonderful design of of some renovations to potentially a new building that would allow both the synergy with Vermont Flight Academy pilot training and 
an, an aircraft uh, power plant mechanic. Uh, you, you need both, right? This is exactly what that ecosystem is all about. And those partnerships are critical to the success of this airport, but also the, the growth of our aviation economy in the state of Vermont. I think about um, my dad was uh, born in Barrie. He was a Barrie boy, but he uh, joined the Air Force, which before it was even called the Air Force, it was a sort of a pre-Air Force, and learned to fly and was able to fly out of out of Burlington and Colchester. Had a little airport when I was a kid and flew out of there. So. It sounds like there's tremendous opportunity for youth, and, and that's a wonderful thing. I want to get um, back to sort of the airport and all the improvements. People sort of get antsy about security at airports, which, of course, it's a yeah. huge thing. But you've really uh, improved the flow. Is that right? That That's exactly right. The hope is the customer and passenger experience um, is the best that it possibly can be and and efficient and and you're coming in you're getting your ticket maybe you're you're checking a bag or two and you're going right into a, a beautifully new uh, security checkpoint on the first floor of our of our terminal building uh, but not just that it's it's of course there's there's queue lines and there's there's uh, just a beautiful spot to wait and and see where you are and Hopefully you arrive early so that you can get right through that security. But more often than not, uh, the efficiency of the Transportation Security Administration, the folks that are boots on the ground in that security checkpoint, really do a, a stellar job of uh, not just screening passengers according to their federal programs, but the equipment that they use is, is second to none, and it is – state-of-the-art, and that's why you're going to hear most times, if not every time, that you don't need to take your computer out of your bag. Uh, you don't need to take your toiletries out of your bag. You can keep those right in there, and the new machines have the capability of seeing that in, in a three-dimensional model. So we, we have a great partnership with the with the TSA and, and, of course, the federal security director of our state, and, and we're able to accomplish these things for that very reason of providing the best customer experience possible. We have been talking with Nick Longo. He's the uh, director of the Patrick Leahy Burlington International Airport. Just had a recent new logo ceremony unveiling uh, a beautiful logo and honoring uh, Senator Patrick Leahy, who certainly over a career did so much for Vermont. Uh, Nick, as always, we appreciate uh, updates about the airport and the vitality that uh, the airport brings to Vermont, and we certainly appreciate everything that you do to make that happen. Thank you so much, Brad. Always, always great to join you and your listeners. All right. Uh, that was Nick Longo, uh, Patrick Leahy, Burlington International Airport. Uh, this is Brad Furlan, Vermont Viewpoint. We're going to be talking with John Turner and uh, about the Vets Town Hall, a very important uh, part of uh, Vermont right now, and uh, John's got uh, an interesting story and is a tremendous advocate for vets in Vermont. This is Brad Furland, Vermont Viewpoint. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm.